0: So, hey Manuel, how are you? I'm okay. doing good, Eric. How are you doing? I'm absolutely fine. Who is Manuel? Let's hear about you from you. So, just a little background about yourself, other uh, listeners. So
1: my name is uh, Manuel Sais. I'm the, you know, I'm, a, I'm an industrial designer as a background. I live in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I'm a two-times founder. Um, I recently uh, sold my last company, mm-hmm. and I'm currently writing about founders' mental health.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what what did your uh, company do? Like the one that you sold.
1: The the last company I had was a subscription service for e-bikes and scooters. Yeah, uh, here in New you York City. Something. so yeah, so that was uh, uh, people would uh, pay a monthly subscription and they would take the the scooter home and they use it and they don't want it, bring it back, and we will provide service and maintenance, all the things that you needed to keep it to keep that
0: that scooter running. Yep. Um so how uh, we will talk about this it's it's pretty interesting, but how did you get into what design like prod, I think uh, you only do product design if I'm not wrong yeah i I
1: did industrial yeah. design is what it's called okay, industrial um, design, but, sorry. yeah yeah but what uh, what that is really is like pretty much everything everything that that you use touch, you know for anything it's it's being created by somebody somebody's thought about it somebody, design yeah. it or engineer some. So that's, that's what we do like industrial designers yeah. create, create products. So they understand the users and then design something and they get it to manufacture and they get it made. Um, so I did that. Um, you know, that was since I was young and a kid, I like to build stuff and make things and, and that kind of make the, there was the closest career path to actually do something that I like to do. Uh, which you know was making things and creating uh, yeah, and then you know it, it's just you know you go to school and you learn how to make the things and and <laughs> it's uh pretty straightforward
0: after that, yeah so so in the hindsight uh design can be divided into two segments, one is like industrial design, and one is uh ui ux a product design <laughs> yeah problem. yeah
1: well i think i think you know it's uh, there are many design disciplines yeah like yeah. like like yeah. you talk to a doctor there are many kinds of doctors like you talk to a lawyer there are many kinds yeah. of lawyers so it works the same way you know design industrial design it it's referred mostly things that are going to be produced industrially so anything that you design that you're going to make millions or a lot of units you know, a fork, a knife, that kind of thing, you know, it's like utensils, physical things, even the iPhone, you know, which has an electronic component also, it's, it's, you know, it needs to go through industrial design. There are other aspects of design, which is more of a digital design, which is, I I would say fairly new, but it's been, you know, around since computer interface are part of our lives. And that's, happened, you know, whatever, early, late 1990s, so whatever, whenever the, you know, the, the first computer, uh, the first, uh, I would say Macintosh was yeah. probably the first user interface design and that's what they, you know, when, when we start talking about that, but, and that really talks about designing how you're going to, how you're going to interact with a digital product,
0: meaning a software, uh, which is another discipline. Yup, that's it. pretty interesting. Like I've not, I've met and I know a lot of designers, but I don't know a lot of industrial designers. Yeah, yeah. it's that's funny it. because, you
1: know, when I went to school, there was no, I mean, there was digital design, but it wasn't called digital design. It was, it was just graphic design, and that yeah. you know, m- most of the people that were doing graphic design were just things that, you designed to be printed on paper or do advertising Mm -hmm. or, you know, the stuff that is more of a two-dimensional design that that goes on print. Those people became more mostly digital designers. you You still do print design, but it's hard to find everything that you see today when even you talk about product design. Most people understand that as a digital product design and not necessarily... Uh, uh, an industrial design which leads, which deals, which deals with hardware.
0: That's that's interesting. So, uh, like what, uh, like you said that, uh, in your opinion, Macintosh was kind of an than in really uh, uh, industrial, uh, like Marvel at that time. Uh, so in yeah, I mean, uh, what yeah, you no, think, no. Uh, like what do you think? Made it uh, something that which people look up to, or which, and even today, when they create designs, that uh, many people want to create something like the Macintosh, but not exactly, but something that uh, brings uh, change in the society like it did. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, uh, uh, a little bit of, of the background that. They, they used to, I mean, I don't know if there's, but they used to be back in the 80s, maybe late 70s, yeah. early 80s, Xerox, uh, Xerox was a company that used to, yeah. they, they did copier, photocopy machines, and they had a an innovation park or the Xerox park uh, mm-hmm. in Silicon Valley, and those are the guys that really designed the original interface, which was the, the, the graphic, graphic interface that we got to know later today, and it's ubiquitous today on all, on all every, pretty much every brain seed. What happens, yeah. the, the difference is that prior to that, you would need to enter commands in order to have the computer do stuff for you. So you would need to command things like, so it, it, it was only if you know, only people that knew how to do that were able to actually interface mm-hmm. with, a, with a computer. And yeah. what the graphic, the, the user graphic interface did is make computers more accessible to people that did not know anything about coding or did not know how to access, uh, how to inter- interact with a computer without um, without actually typing the code or, or entering the, the, the query. So that's really what made it the big difference. Um, and of, of course, Windows also did that and, and that really yep. is what brought it to, to mainstream, but It it was, you know, it was that progression of, you know, Macintosh, Windows, but everything came back from, came from zeros. But it was that ability to actually be able to, it's just when you create a better user interface, you you allow other people that are not necessarily technical people to actually interface with the machine and then actually use the machine, which opens up the market.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, like, uh, Apple started it and Microsoft kind of joined the party later on. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the... I'm sure
1: there's some. everybody has a difference. I don't know exactly what the story is. But my understanding is that Microsoft got to see... So first, Steve Jobs got to see that at Xerox. Yeah. Yeah. And then he somehow either, I don't know, copy or whatever, whichever way he got it Suddenly, the Mac had that user interface, and then Microsoft also had it. Uh, So it was, you know, whatever it was, it was revolutionary and it was a, you know, industry changing at that point. Made everybody like something that was accessible to a certain group of people now became accessible Mm -hmm. to a lot more people.
0: Yeah. They're initially like, uh, Bill Gates and uh, Steve Jobs—they started out with this like goal or purpose only. Yeah. So ab- apart from that, let us talk a little bit about like beyond. I think the uh, beyond only the bike, uh, e-bike the, the e-bike startup. Yeah, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. After what what did it do? Uh, and what does it do actually? And what is it beyond? So,
1: just to be clear, I, I don't have anything to do with Beyond right now. It's not—it's not my company anymore.
0: But yeah, yeah, we have, what, we have. yeah, yeah. So, well, the
1: company—the company, the yeah. company does—is a subscription service for e-bikes and scooters. So yeah, people pay a subscription and they get to use the scooter. Yeah. Instead of buying it, right? So some yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of you spending, you know, whatever, a thousand dollar and buying a computer, uh a scooter, you just rented it for the month, use it
0: and bring it back when you don't need it. Yep. Yeah. That's that that's like in cities like uh, New York in Vegas, it's only, cities that yeah. it's only it's only New York right now. Yep. Yeah. That that's what I'm saying that uh in cities like New York and Um, Bigger cities like that, it's a really big market for it, I think. There's a really big market for
1: it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I mean, there's a big opportunity.
1: You know, it's like when, you know, you don't, if you don't want to spend all the money to buy a new thing or or you don't have the money, having access that way makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
0: So now, um, uh, now that uh, I think you've sold beyond to, Let's talk about the thing which you write about the most on Twitter. So like found in mental health and or uh, everything that you uh, shed light on on Twitter. yeah, just 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 give a small like brief in intro to that. yeah, yeah, yeah. so
1: you, you know what I you know I had for the last fifteen years, I've been running I started two companies and I've been running them. Um, as a founder, and part of the, you know, when you when when you're a founder it's a very lonely, lonely job, because yeah. there are really not many people that you can talk to, and um, and the things that you deal with are not familiar to to most people. So, it, it becomes a very hard, it, it becomes pretty hard at some point, and um, and I never found anybody that I could go and talk about that that will be able to relate in in a in, that would understand really the challenges of the founder as as well as the emotional challenges that our founders go through in the job. And all what I'm trying to do now is to, is to write down and bring some awareness to the real need of fundamental help, because most founders are going through something like that but they're afraid of yeah. speaking out there's really a a mentality that if you speak out this that you're weak that you are not strong enough that you're not worth it so there are a lot of things that are associated with uh being open about any emotional issues that might come up which are totally normal that yeah that there's really no, no you know, there's no room for that for that. You know, if you wanna go and fundraise and you're fundraising trying to raise money and and that comes up, that's probably gonna be a a red flag from an investor. So it's it's not necessarily welcome. I mean some investors, I won't say all investors, I think some investors would see it that way.
0: Yeah. So like loneliness is one part. But it has, like, many uh, consequences. So what what are the, uh, in your opinion and from the experience you've gathered, what are the main kind of, like, the consequences, that loneliness, and while building a startup, the, the top three uh, most uh, tough, emotionally tough things that founders so might go through?
1: I, I think... You know, loneliness being one because you don't have nobody yeah. that to talk to that can relate. That yeah, can relate for sure. There are a lot of issues related with self-esteem. Like,
0: yeah, it's an imposter like,
1: syndrome. It, you no, know, well, imposter syndrome. I think it's 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 easy to solve because it's just realizing that you really know stuff. But I think yeah. the, the the self-esteem is sometimes is reinforced negatively by because when you when you're a founder, a lot of bad things—not bad things, but things that are hard on your self-esteem—that happen to you, and you need to be ready for those. You're gonna yeah. get a lot of rejection. You know, things are not gonna work out. That's that's a normal stuff. That is ninety-nine percent of the time. When things work out, it is the exception. So, yeah. it's it, you gotta be ready for that, and most people are not ready for that. Um, yeah. And then and then other thing too that that happen is the the interrelationships between the people in the team and the people in your personal life suffer a lot if you're not prepared, if you're not understanding what you're going through because you take things personal in different ways. There are things that that might hurt you that necessarily don't need to hurt you. They're not necessarily bad or they're, nobody's doing anything yeah. against you, but... So the relationships that you have suffer a lot too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you three, but there are many. You know, there's 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 so many aspects of this that it's it's really about having a framework to actually go and and get help when you need it. That's really
0: what we need because there, there, this could be represented in many ways. Yeah, and and uh, uh, how do you think? Uh, how should uh, f- uh founders take help? Numbers, uh, not a lot of them want to go to therapy or anything like that. So, what is the ideal way to solve these problems?
1: Yeah, well, that's 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 really what I'm trying to figure out. I mean, I I would like to figure out to, to put out some tools to help founders deal with this on their own as much as they can, or figure out a way to have some sort of network or peer support group in which talking about the thing is okay. Talking about feeling sad or, you know, being overwhelmed, all the things that happen that is okay. And that you know, the people can talk, even talking about it is, it's already a, a way of healing. So, that, that that's really what I'm what my goal. I still don't know what that product is, and that's part of the, my 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 trying to understand what comes next here. Yeah. Um, but you know what I've been doing for the last month is just writing on Twitter and putting it out there, and and the and and just to hear feedback and hear what people say, and and has been overwhelmingly positive. Like I get plenty of direct messages people a lot of people don't comment or don't say anything in public or commenting on the post themselves but i get in private messages um say yes i went through that thanks for writing keep keep writing about this i read it every day it makes me happy or you know this is the support i need so there's there's a lot of uh, this is this is you know it's everybody's going through at some point um so it's not a there there has to be a better way to deal with it than just like being quiet about it and and, and yeah and hoping for you
0: know, that it's going to get better yeah. and I, I think what separates good startup founders from great startup founders is that how they take these challenges and figure it out along the way really? yeah no,
1: no, for sure. I think the at least the ones that are happier, you know, there, there's yeah. a, you know, even the sometimes you, you know, the founders that get through the whole process and maybe get take a company public, that is a very big achievement. But sometimes people that go through that, they're not still, they're still not personally fulfilled. They're still not, they still yeah. have something missing. So. Understanding how to get there is the important part because even in difficulties, if you know where where you who you are and where you're going and what you're doing or why you're doing the things you're doing, it, there's a lot of peace inside you that can make everything easier, make make everything worth it, without starting being tied your self worth to the final outcome, and and that oh, is sure. what understanding that is really changes everything
0: yeah absolutely really correct. um so what uh, like uh, like you said a uh, person who takes uh, the startup founder who takes his company public has yeah. done something which not which most which most uh, founders dream dream about yeah. want to so what what do you think why would a person not achieve? fulfillment after that. I mean, I know that people have different <laughs> goals. People have way bigger goals. But, like, this is something which uh, I think is pretty big, in my opinion. Yeah. So,
1: look, I, I'm not saying that you know, the people that take a company public are not achieving the no, yeah, yeah, no, goals, I think.
0: Just for example, but, because... But the,
1: yeah what i'm saying is that there is certain sense of fulfillment inside you that only you know only that person yeah. that that is there knows yeah. and sometimes you suppress that with an expensive car you suppress it with a trip you spend you suppress that with many things that you can do because now you probably have more money you have more access to things and you can actually get distracted about not having fulfilled that own personal need that everybody sure. has inside And that's what I'm saying that is key. But if you get to understand that at the beginning of your journey as a founder, your whole journey as a founder is going to be different from the point of view that you're not going to be stressing, suffering about things because you already understand what is the the final goal. is not necessarily to take the company public. I thought that is great and that is what everybody wants to do. But it's to do it in a way that is pleasing and enjoyable along the way that the joy is not at the end once you get the company public. That's yeah. that's what the mistake is, that everybody thinks, I'm going to work my ass off every day, every night. doesn't matter. I'm going to sacrifice everything <laughs> because I know I'm going to be rich one day and I'm going to pay for everything. And that yeah. is what you get it wrong because what what really you need to think about is, like, what makes me happy today and how can I add to the world and what is my contribution that I can get back Happiness or joy every day. So, everything that you yeah. do is aligned with that. And once you do that, pretty much nothing can take you down because you're already yeah. there. You already have it. You, you have it. So, it, it, it's it's like forgetting that is really when you get in trouble.
0: Yeah. That's 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 ready. So, uh, I think like in this space, people talk a lot about journaling and you yeah. also like i read a lot of or journaling. why do you think that journaling is so prevalent uh like in this field in this topic so ju- journaling it has
1: the, the, i think there are two aspects to it one is on the mm-hmm. practical side yeah If if you notice like the smartest people you're gonna meet are people that can write well that can yeah that can string thoughts and ideas in a coherent way they can communicate clearly and briefly those people are normal normally are writers because they have been mm-hmm. going through through that exercise of getting thoughts from their head onto paper and they need to organize it in a way that they make sense as they come out that is a very very good consequence of writing it's, it's like that is like on a practical side is very good because you can you can articulate ideas in a much better way. Now on on the emotional side, on the spiritual side, what writing does is it it it, it, it helps you be in the present moment,
0: mm-hmm.
1: enjoy enjoying and getting the things out of your head onto the paper. And that exercise of getting things out of your head onto the paper, even if those things have no you know they they're mumbling thoughts there are angry thoughts. It, there are thoughts of no relevance to anything else. they are all those things as they get onto the paper, they get out of your head. And then that 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 has some sort of effect of lighting, lighting the load of your thinking head. Because yeah. sometimes we get in trouble because our head gets to think too many things that are mm-hmm. not necessarily helping us. And that's really what it's like. That's why you meditate sometimes, you know. But in yeah. my case, what, what I use journaling is, is something different. It's gratitude. Specifically, it's, it's a practice called gratitude journaling. I don't know if somebody, is, there's a name for this, but it's, it's on those moments where everything is bad, nothing mm-hmm. works out. Life is a bitch in many ways. Yeah. <laughs> Sit down and write what, what are the good things? What are you grateful for? And think about, start with the most simple things and then you can start expanding to the bigger things that are a grace in your life. Like I'm grateful that I can breathe, that I can tear, take that breath over here inside me, which is life. And I'm grateful yeah. for that. I'm grateful that I have my eyes and I have light coming into me and I can perceive the world around me. I'm great grateful that I'm talking to you. So there are yeah, there ma- many things that you, that you can ground yourself and really uh, understand how beautiful and, and, and how big that is Yeah. for you to be like having that. So having the gratitude of having a friend that called you sometime to say hi when you needed somebody to talk to. If, there's so many things that you can be grateful of. So the, the mm. practice of writing those things down on a daily basis reinforces that good things in your life which balances out all the other negative things that you're experiencing as a founder like you know you cannot get product to market fit the customers are not paying the things is like you know you got a big churn all the things that might be part of the business that are putting you down they can be counteracted with this and that's how you can bring some balance into your life and bring some perspective that the bad things that happen to you is not everything that is life. Life is not just those things. Although sometimes we are so into our business that we think that that is it. That if we don't, you know, get the next round of fundraising, the world ends. So those are the things that I think brings that perspective. And that's why gratitude journaling is very helpful. It's very, it's a good tool to actually keep your head balanced.
0: So, uh, what do you uh usually apart like gratitude journalism in, uh like one thing? When you do like normal uh journaling, do you dump all your thoughts on the paper or is there any structure to a drawing No, I have I have one one
1: notebook, one one journal, whatever you want to call it. So it's uh-huh. the one, it's just only one that I use for everything. So yeah. if I have a call with somebody, I take notes on that call. If, if I have a meeting, I take notes on the meeting. If I want to start the day and I want to make a list of what I want to, what my goals for the day are, I, I, I write them there. And right after that, I would do my gratitude journaling. And right after that, I would write some thoughts about something that I'm thinking about to write a next a blog post about it. So everything goes in there. So I don't have ten journals, one for this and one for that. I just have one that everything goes in there. And when I start yeah. writing about anything, you know, so I have one place to go back and look at things. It's one book that I carry with me all the time. So it's yeah. on the on the practical side, it's, it's only the one thing. It doesn't need to be pretty. It's like whatever works for me might not work for somebody else. But the but the the goal is to be able to write things to to. To have the ability to write them down and have a record of it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, recently, like, I read your tweet. I think it, you tweeted yesterday that I have developed a relationship with the voice in my head. His name is uh, Pedro. Uh, what uh, is that? i was so interesting.
1: So, I think, I don't know if the tweet is there, but. Uh, I think I don't recall exactly what the tweet said, but the bottom line is that, you know, we all have a a voice in our head, and it's it's just us. Sometimes that voice is saying, don't make the phone call, nobody wants to talk to you, or don't do this, or don't do that, or you're looking too fat, or you're looking too thin, whatever it is. It's it's a critical voice that is not helping in many ways. So yeah. that voice in my head, I call him, it, he's got a name, it's Pedro.
0: Yeah.
1: And Pedro, Pedro is, it, it, it's me in many ways. And, and yeah. it's me and, and, and there is another voice that is more of the wise voice too. And the voice is there to counteract, you know, to balance out Pedro. But, it, you know, what, what what I'm trying to say is like the voice in your head sometimes is saying the things to protect you or to do just to, to be some sort of, it, it's not that you need to ignore it. You just need to accept it and recognize it that is there. And do not need to believe it either. So if the voice yeah. says that you're too fat, it's something you just need to think about. It. Okay, maybe I'm too fat. Okay, you know, accept it. Okay, there's there's a possibility of that being the case. And that's it. Yeah. It's not like I'm too fat. I'm, oh, I cannot go out. Or I need to go on a diet. No it's just something there that, that might have come up because maybe you you do or you are maybe overweight and you need to do something about it and maybe do exercise or watch your diet or whatever it is but that doesn't mean that you're a bad person that that you're uh, a, a loser or that you are any in a way it's just yeah. one statement in in the addition of many other statements that makes you like you're also a bright person, you're a very nice person. You're so there are many other other things that make you. So that is not just define. So it's not to listen to Pedro that defined me as a fat person. Yeah. That, that's a, it, that's it, if, even if that was a bad thing. I mean, you know, like I, I love the way I am. So it's not like, a, and, and you know, I'm not a thin, uh, a skinny person either. So, so it it is it is just one more thing that you need to consider there. And uh, some people, what some people do is reject that person or reject Pedro, reject the voice in your head and ignore yeah. it. And that yeah. gets more complicated because it gets worse. That voice mm. becomes louder and louder. So if you recognize it and you understand, okay, it's there, I understand, I hear you, I got you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. knock it down. Okay, I got this and they move on not necessarily being believing that thing that that is what's happening yeah same thing you know sometimes you know you're i don't know make one of, maybe you you will know oh, i want to call this guy to be in the podcast oh but he might not want to talk to me because you know i'm a kid in india who who want to talk to this kid in india i don't know if it happened <laughs> to you i'm just i'm just saying uh yeah that is that is your pedro that is your pedro yeah and and you probably doing a good job managing your Pedro because you made those phone calls, you reach out to people and you make things happen. So yeah. you, you understand what the the the, the 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 reality of somebody believing Pedro and
0: somebody accepting Pedro but not necessarily believing him. All have that voice inside your head. Not a lot of people notice it because most of it is done subconsciously and we keep thinking, overthinking all these things. But uh now that you uh, have like shed light on this, I can't get it out of my head. Well that's a, that's the thing.
1: You know, the <laughs> first step the first step to any change in your life is recognizing it or being aware of. It. Yeah. So it, and sometimes it's not necessarily to make the change. It's just to be aware of and accept it and accept the the circumstance, the way the things are and not feel guilt about it and not take on a negative spin about things. Um, So it, it, it's just about being aware. It's, it's 99% of the work.
0: I would say yeah. whatever,
1: it's, it's like being aware is the, it's the number one thing that you need to do. And then once you're aware, then you can make your own decisions about it. You're not being driven by Pedro.
0: Yeah. And, and like, if you look at it from another perspective, uh, Pedro is kind of like your uh, undercover best friend because he leads you to thinking on some time. Uh, whatever the voice in your head says can be correct, can be right.
1: Yeah. And can yeah, yeah. force
0: you to act upon it.
1: Absolutely. I, imagine, you know, Pedro, it's like you're going out. You're, you're new to New York City, for example. And you go yeah. into a back street and there's a store there that, you know, and Pedro says, mm, this looks sketchy, man. Let's not, I, I don't, I don't want to go in here. That's Pedro talking. Oh, that, that yeah. looks very sketchy. That might be right. You know, it's like, but you still can make your own decisions to go there. And, you know, walk inside the store and do, you know, it's like, but Pedro doesn't know anything and he mistrusts everybody and he will say, no, no, I don't want to be here. This is not, <laughs> I'm not familiar with this. I want to be out. You know, I want to be out. So, but will you becoming aware of that? It gives you the warning. Okay. There might be a problem here. And then you can check with other input that you might get. Oh no, I see. I understand. This is the way it works here. No, this is the way it is. This is okay. Okay. Pedro, don't worry about it. This is good we're going in or you say like no what Pedro said gets reinforced by this other sign that I see here this other other thing that I'm looking over there no this thing is not like there are three things that it's Pedro and two more signals telling me that I gotta get out of here I'm gonna get out of here
0: oh my god that's 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 the those thoughts are like they don't come usually to every person but yeah yeah so with all these thoughts and uh, everything that you read about the mental health of founders and uh, all of these things how do you come up with these thoughts it's like this uh, pedro thought this is something that i love i love i love this this is incredible oh, how did you come how do I come up with it it's yeah. uh, i guess i'm
1: old man <laughs> I, I I don't know I think uh, it's uh, I don't know it's, it's, uh, it's there it's like you, you rationalize things I don't know how you, you know it's it's, it's it's experience I guess I guess it's uh, years of suffering and trying things that didn't work yeah uh, until you figure things that work and that's what you share and again, you know what worked for me might not work for other people, and that's that's okay. For but sure. uh, but yeah, but my goal my goal is to share what worked with me, and have a, I'm having a good time with it. In, in terms of, for me personally, is very rewarding. Um, it's very rewarding to help for me as a yeah, and and this seems like a, something that. I know I needed it when I was a founder, and I know other people needed it too, so hmm. seems like it's making sense um, it's making sense in in, in in investing the time and effort into 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 doing this
0: yeah for sure so uh, let's i'll I'll ask a question better than that too so, uh, I'm working on a start myself right now. And we are like planning on doing some big things, and we have big goals and all these things that we want to achieve. So, what would you advise me before I get like start? Um. Look, I don't
1: know if I wanna give advice, man. Uh, maybe <laughs> all, what I'll maybe what I'll do is I'll ask you a question. I ask you why
0: you are doing this. I mean, to let's say to, uh, create impact. The answer may vary for, uh, different people, but to create impact or to, uh, make the world a better place. Let let's say something like that. And, yeah.
1: and uh, okay, and why 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 would why would you want to do that?
0: Uh, so that. When I die and the future generations the future generations can and create a better world actually for the future generations to come and uh, innovate further based upon that. Okay. Uh,
1: okay, good. I don't think there is a right or wrong answer. I think <laughs> I I, I what I'm going to is I think you really need to question yeah. why you're doing the things you're doing.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And, and I think a lot of people would say the same thing as you're saying in terms of that is the right answer because, you know, I want to make the world a better place. Yeah. But I think if you, if you keep this exercise asking yourself why, about mm-hmm. why you want to keep the, the world a better place and why, and why, and and just dig a little bit deeper into it until yeah. you want to really get to your purpose until you're like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. Yeah. And then once you get to the purpose, that's the really mean like what you're doing now, what your goal is today of doing that. I don't know what the goal of your company is. You say you have big goals and achievement. Yeah, yeah. Once uh, you so... get to the why, to the why, to the real why of why you're doing what you're doing, what your purpose is, that goal and achievement might not be a goal or an achievement you want to do anymore. Yeah. Or, or or it might be. Or it might be. But yeah. bottom line, what I'm saying is that as you go with a startup, things are going to change. And, and the world's going to change. And everything's going to change. But if you have really come up to your purpose, to the, to the right purpose, that probably is not going to change. So once, if you get to your purpose, to what you're doing, or what, the, the why of what you're doing, the things that you're doing. Everything yeah. becomes a lot easier. All decisions become a lot easier. What's happened sometimes to founders is like, okay, I want to design or I want to create this product to solve this problem for these people, and this is the best thing that happened to me because whatever. It's yeah. like whatever, whatever. It is. And yeah. something happened and keeps you from doing that. They say you could not fundraise, and your company goes under. Yeah, and then what happens to you? Your life is the end. It's like because you cannot make the product, but if you have really a purpose, or you have a goal, you have you have really a clear vision where you go going with, with your life. That doesn't matter if that falls down. You're gonna find another way to get that done, or to to get to to get and fulfill your purpose. So um, yeah, it's, I don't know if I answer good. your question, but. <laughs>
0: No, ask you, was, ask was... yourself
1: why. Ask yourself why. 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 Why I'm doing this? Yep. Is that really? Is that really necessary? Is that really? Is that really what the world needs? Is that? Is that like?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, I, I have this vision, and I know the purpose for why I am building this, but, it's like the more the, the deeper you dig into it. The more uh, it can become better or it can become worse. Yeah. Depends on the purpose that you initially started out with. But yeah, I think I do have a clear purpose, but sometimes it does uh, get tangled in when there are a lot of different things involved. But yeah. And,
1: and, and yeah. Yeah, go and, and, and things change. So you know, things yeah, change. But sure. you
0: know? so it's, it's having that flexibility inside too it's, it's important. Yeah. What are your thoughts on uh like we talking about purpose? What are your thoughts on Ikigai? Have you read the book and yeah, yeah,
1: what yeah. yeah
0: makes
1: I, you... So look, I think uh I I had a uh, there are different Ikigai moments. And, and, yeah. and I think this might, might apply to, I think when I started my previous company, I went through that whole process that I was telling you, and I was like trying to understand who, yeah. who I am, who I am, what I, what, so wh- who I am a designer, right? That's, that's really what I've been trained for. That's what I know. For sure. I I just happen to be good at it. So I'm a designer for one side. Then what am I passionate about? I have a, a big passion for two wheels, motorcycles, bicycles, that kind of thing. Yeah. And and what fulfills my life, what makes me really happy is to help people. So those are the three circles from this Ikigai thing. And then in the middle is where my Beyond Company came in. So with my Beyond Company, I could fulfill all the things. I could design the products. The products were motorcycles or scooters or bikes. And what we were doing is providing a service that would help people to move in the city, you know, in, in the best, yeah. in the most environmentally friendly possible way. So that was an Ikigai moment for me in which I got to a place in which, okay, all the things balance and that place in the middle is where, 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 where I fulfill my life. But again, yeah. I've been through that stage and now I'm not there anymore. And then I'm going through the same process. But today, instead of saying, I still want to help people, that is very fulfilling for me. I still like motorcycles. Yeah. But I think I'm a designer, but now my life has changed. I'm not a designer only. Now I'm also a founder and have somebody yeah. that has experience building companies. Yeah. So that enters also on this Ikigai thing. And what I'm doing now is just defining that's what I'm saying. I'm putting this thing out there in Twitter for a month or so to ask mm. questions about if this is something that I can put my my effort and help people out. So far, the, the, the answer has been positive. So I'm discovering my ikigai for the next stage of my life. So I had an ikigai for the last eight years. Now I'm looking for yeah. the next one. And but I have clarity about what I want. You know, I I know. That, I, that, that what drives me and what makes me happy is to help people. When I'm helping people, it's a very selfish thing because I it's my own reward. It's the best thing that makes me happy, but it's the best thing that could actually, I cannot put to the world because it's the best thing that I can do is to help other people. So that is the, that is the good, is a good symbiosis there. Being a founder having experience of building companies, also, a positive thing. So we're gonna put it in, and then we yeah. have, you know, a lot of motorcycles. I'm riding motorcycles, so we're looking at how we're gonna put that spin into the whole thing and get that ikigai moment. Yeah, that's
0: a great thought. That's. A, uh, I think we talked a lot about motorcycles. So, what motorcycles do you own, actually? I'm, I'm right. Right
1: now, I. I always, you know, had a motorcycle, and and I use I. What I do is, I fi- I get an old motorcycle and I fix it, yeah. and it takes me a month or so. It takes me a long time,
0: mm-hmm. but I
1: do it with a very a lot of mindfulness, and and it's like a uh, sit down, take it apart, clean the parts, clean everything, replace the parts that you need to replace, put it back together, and all is like a therapy for me. And mm-hmm. and and it's it's a process and you go through it and you fix something, you get something that's been dead back to life. Everything, all that is really rewarding. And I've been doing that for a long time. But right now, what I'm riding as of today, the only motorcycle I have is um it's a uh, an electric it's it, it looks like a
0: like a Vespa. Yeah. But it's electric, but it's electric. Uh,
1: that-
0: I don't uh know a lot about motorcycles. I'm more of a car guy. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a, it's an electric it's an electric, uh, electric motorcycle. Yeah, that's and I have I think I've seen a Vespa, I think. Yeah. It looks
1: like
0: um yeah. I'm sure you've seen it like very iconic. For sure. Very, very, very popular and so why did you when did this like motorcycle thing began you, you were a industrial designer you started out as an industrial designer so i think yeah. it originates from that part only but yeah. what do you think where where did it uh, the motorcycle fanatic came from oh where did that come from
1: so yeah it came from me because i'm from argentina so in argentina i was riding motorcycle and i imagine india might be similar too but in argentina everybody rides a motorcycle and i started riding when i was 10. i had my own 10 or 12 i had my own motorcycle it wasn't a big motorcycle it was a small it's a small little motorcycle but i had my own and i had always motorcycle and then when i was in high school I used to buy broken motorcycles, like a, you know, motorcycles that are on a box, meaning like they, somebody tried to fix it. They couldn't fix it and they put all the parts in a box and they sell it for cheap. So I used to buy those, put them together and sell them. And, and that was my first uh, entrepreneur business in, you know, yeah. when I was in high school.
0: Um, right. And yeah, I guess that carried on, I guess, forever. Do you think, uh, you might start like a motorcycle company in the future? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. You might.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it. It could be. It could be fun, but uh, um, it's a very capital-intensive business. Sure, so... sure. And and whatever whatever is, it it needs to be sufficiently different and. There has to be enough of a reason for a new motorcycle company or a new motorcycle as a vehicle to exist,
0: yeah, yeah. I think uh, that's that was an incredible conversation, okay, and usually I end with uh what what advice would you like like to give to people who are just starting out on the journey? Might be watching this and might be like young builders or young folks. What advice uh, do you have for them? One advice, dude, I, you, you know, that my newsletter
1: is called Advice Myself, yeah. So, advice them. And I no, no, no but, but my point is it's called Advice Myself because I don't want to advise other people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's 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 what I'm going so. Oh. I don't know, man. I think it's it's about, I don't know, just be you. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, it's all, whatever I say, it just doesn't really matter what I say. That's, it doesn't that, matter. kind it of true.
0: Matter. But it can have a, like a significant impact on some people and yeah, no impact on others, but depends from person to person. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. that's it from my side. Anything you'd like to say?
1: No, that's it. That's it. I appreciate very much your uh you reaching out and uh, enjoy the conversation. And if there is anything that I can do to help you, let me know. If anybody listening, anything I can do to help, let me know.